2: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com No
0: purchase necessary. Forward,
2: prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's now time for the Brown Brothers and Friends. Saturday morning talk show. Get ready to laugh your <laughs> 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 Damn, it must be Halloween Because here kind of spooks <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> It was a dream I dreamt the whole thing I was poor and no one liked me I lost my job, I lost my house. Penelope hated me. And it was all because of this terrible, awful Negro. And we'll put up with the retard in the meantime. Who's the retard? You. But hey, y'all don't say that. Shut up. Wake up my dad and get me grounded. You have a special bond with this bush? No, I just thought that it You're w- the would... king of the forest! I'm sorry? What? You fucking tree hooker? IS THIS YOUR SPECIAL BUSH?! So it's $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? If you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. He had sex with my mama! Why not? If you listen, help!
0: Oh wait, but you said you only had sex with three different guys, you never mentioned him!
2: Because I never had sex with
1: him! You
0: sucked his dick!
1: We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my
0: God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? Because I did only have sex with three different
2: guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh, my
0: God. I feel so nauseous.
2: Sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you say. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many dicks have you you sucked? How many? Wait. Shut up. Jesus, I didn't freak out like this when you told me how many girls you fucked. You got candy? Yeah, I do look like math. time to get correctly. We don't got no goddamn band. We don't need to fucking practice, Randy. We don't need a shit-ass manager neither. You motherfuckers. Y'all just a bunch of losers. Am I my brother's
1: keeper? Yes, I am. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Yes, I am yes, I am my brother's keeper? Yes, I know all y'all just waking up, you're still yawning and everything of that nature, but hey, wake up, we finna kick it. We got a house full this morning, man, we got everybody in the studio and we finna have a good time. Uh, man, if you don't know, you, you know what, I'm not even finna do it like that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce who we got later, but first, I gotta go and talk to my brother, man, and ask him the question like I always do, bro,
2: how's your week so far? Once again, it's like, I don't know, after Wednesday, I just lose all track. You lose all track Yeah What
1: What is going on with oh, you I don't know
2: man I don't understand what happened to Monday and Tuesday But Wednesday I, you know, I went to work And I was bored And then Went to work Thursday Bored Friday Bored Till you came over And we kicked it And then That's about it Okay So basically You are losing
1: track of days And you don't know what's going yeah, on Yeah
2: man It's a corona shit man
1: now, Slowing me down
2: now, I, I I'm you sure it's not the stroke because you know the whole stroke. Thing no, is- no, man. I don't think it's a stroke no more. It's just coronavirus got got me going backwards or something like that. It's like Groundhog Day for me after Wednesday. <laughs> now, um I,
1: I said that we got somebody in the studio today, right? And I can't just introduce this man as just another guest, okay? Because first of all I'm gonna say this the The way that i I was introduced to this guy, you know i was it was late night, I was watching t v you know what I'm saying Annie, I don't know what the fuck I was doing watching Annie, but yes, I was watching Annie, probably flipping through channels, right, mm-hmm. and I saw some of the countryest shit I've ever seen in my life, right now, people know people who know me, they know, hey, I'm a country boy myself, but this shit was just beyond me. It was more country than I've ever experienced in my life, and I was like, man, let me check this out. And when I turned it on, I was like, first of all, they weren't talking like me. They was, they, they was way more country than I was. But the music that was coming from the show, I couldn't turn away. And it, it, it's one of those things where you're like, man, should I be watching this? Why am I drawn to this? And then I just said, you know what, I'm just going to accept it. I'm going to watch the show, and now I'm a big fan. And before we bring him on, you know, this is how we got to do it. I got to bring him on in the, in, the, in the fashion of the Brown Brothers show. Let's get him on. Let's get him on the mic. And everybody, let's introduce y'all to Big Smoke. Hey. It's good
0: to be here. How y'all doing? Wake up, wake up. The early bird gets the worm. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> we are in here. Now, Smoke, before we get started, man. Before we get started, I want to say I appreciate you for coming through and hanging out with us. Because for people who don't know, now this guy could be doing whatever the hell he want to do because he got a lot of stuff that he got going on and everything of that nature. But he took time out of his schedule to come hang out with me and my brother today. And not only that, he brought like so much stuff in here like usually you know we give stuff out and stuff like it but he brought gifts like I mean he gave us his, his book and he autographed it he gave us a picture gave us hats as you can see I got the hat on right now man I mean this is the first time we had somebody come to the studio and bring us a lot of gifts well it, it's the second time because you know they brought that food in there that time I can't, I can't knock out. what are talking about cupcakes or donuts Damn, we did have cupcakes.
2: Mm, also, yeah. I just
1: lied. Okay, so he's the third person to bring <laughs> to bring us something—not uh, something to eat, but bring us a lot of gifts. And man, he brought us tell you,
2: souvenirs. You know what I'm saying? It's cool well, that we can wear. Exactly. Cupcakes is not my super wife, souvenirs. My wife told me that I needed to bring you
0: some of my barbecue sauce.
1: You didn't bring no barbecue no, you sauce. We didn't. We
0: didn't. I wanted to build the relationship first and make sure that you were cool enough to get that
1: sauce. Uh, don't worry about that. See. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so hold up, you, 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 got, you got barbecue sauce as well?
0: Yes, I have my own barbecue sauce. I have for a long time. Uh, we actually had an episode about it on the TV show, not knocking that you didn't catch every episode, mm-hmm. but we did have an episode about it. And, uh, yeah, I've had this barbecue sauce recipe that, uh, that a homeboy of mine, we used to whip up for a, a local restaurant in Shelbyville, mm. uh, Uncle Sonny's Barbecue, actually. And uh, then we took that sauce and kind of went on our own with it. And uh, I bought out his side of it and just kind of took it on myself. And uh, now me and my wife, you know, whenever we're out on tour, she runs the merch table. She sells the sauce while we're on tour now. So she's selling sauce while you're on tour. She's the sauce boss. Okay, gotcha. She's (laughs) the sauce boss.
1: Now... You, you you got your wife and she's she's in business with you and that that's that's you know hey that's dead in my heart because as you know when we talk my wife it's it's really funny let, let me tell okay people I'm gonna tell y'all how uh this actually came about I lied on an email and, and, and I said um I'm uh joy Brown was director of celebrity personnel that's that's how I did it I don't even know what the hell that is I just right. made it up and I was like, it sounds good, and it might catch somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, we want you on the show. Uh, <laughs> can you uh, give us some information about how we can contact you? And, they, and y'all responded right back, and it was cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, they, they, she was your manager. and uh, Manager manager of merchandise. Is that what you said? Yeah.
0: Brand Brand manager. Brand manager. Brand yeah, manager. manager. yeah, that's it. Brand yeah, manager. Yeah, that's one of those so, made-up things. Yeah, so, so, <laughs>
1: so I'm sitting here like, oh, shit. The, I got the brand manager on, <laughs> so yeah. so I looked at my wife. I was like, "Man, what the hell am I supposed to say?" She said, "Well, just sound professional and and send them another email." So I was like, "All right." So I'm sitting here spell checking, making sure I don't spell anything wrong because I don't want to be like, "Who these ignorant motherfuckers over here to send them? <laughs> nah. So and we're
0: at home in a shack smoking weed, reading your email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like, we were like, "Look, yeah." <laughs> She was like, wow, he's got a really nice email. We should probably holler back at him because we get, you know, like people may think when they're like, oh, we're dealing with this brand manager that they, you know, someone's in an office, they're behind a desk. Like, no, nah, yeah. she's rolling a joint, trying to check her email and and respond at the same time as professional as she can be.
1: Isn't uh, it amazing how professional you can be when you roll in a joint and respond to emails? And I'm yeah. sitting there taking a shit and sitting there like, okay. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's great. It is great. It, <laughs> it's a, that's, the, that,
0: that's the new norm that we adjusted to the last time. It was like to be able to do anything anywhere. Right. I, I just wrote a song taking a shit the other day (laughs) that's when
2: you think the better yeah I I had to get
0: a verse in on a feature and I was like man I gotta really concentrate I was like what better way pulled it out got 16 hot ones right there on the
2: squat, <laughs> you know? Like. Is there's an un in there somewhere? Un, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Definitely <laughs> an ad-lib. Oh, yeah. I, no, I think it was an A. Because
1: hey. <laughs> it was one of... I'm vegan now, so it was one of them shits. So, like, hey, <laughs> vegan shits are crucial because, like, I've been eating vegan sausage for, like, the past week, uh-huh. and those, those shits ain't like a normal shit. Nah. You know, vegan shits, you be like... You, there's something in the air. You know, it's, 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 it's a different... Type of shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So people, it's like shitting out of compost. That, yeah, so people, if you haven't had a vegan shit, I hey, I suggest you go out there and have one. Is I'm not gonna say it's great because I don't like taking shit. It's different, yeah, it's different. It's, it's different. different. It's different. Yeah. You know what
0: else is different? Was that my wife just had a bidet installed in our toilet? Now, oh shit! If you ain't never had a hot water booty hole wash, <laughs> then I expect you to go to Amazon and order you a tushy.
1: A tushy.
0: Tushy. Can you, yeah.
1: Is it easy to install those? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I called one of my homeboys just because there was, like, some drilling involved and stuff, and he's a plumber. Uh-huh. And I was like, nah, there's no sense in me drilling a hole, trying to turn water off and hook up a thing. But she had looked it up online, and she was like, I watched two women install this. So I don't know why you're calling your plumber friend, but, you know, I got a plumber friend. So when installing a bidet, you call him. Now,
1: now Smoke, <laughs> let me. Because You said it's hot water that, that shoots in your ass. You got the uh, option. Th- you got the option. Yeah, you can okay. have cold, or oh. you can get it lukewarm, or you can get it hot. I think I'd take lukewarm because hot water, I don't know if I want hot water shooting in my ass. And I damn sure I don't want cold water shooting can in Can I my be ass. honest?
0: It? I won't even use it. I used it one
1: time, and
0: I'm real paranoid of the water hitting my booty hole and then spraying doo doo on the backside of my balls. Now, I know that y'all said this was a rated R show, but I don't know if we have gotten past that rating because now. That...
1: No, nah, you good. No, nah, you're good. Okay, you cool, good. cool, cool, we, cool. We talked about the, This mean, is real life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, last week we talked about milf pussy, so okay. I mean, yeah. so you're good. We're We're good. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I have a paranoia
0: right now of this lukewarm water hitting me right on my asshole and, like, where I took a shit, blowing that forward on the back of my balls. And it just all sounds like a dirty day, yeah. It is. You does. know, and it's but for a, for a lady, I feel like this might be really pleasant for them, right. you know, because they don't have balls in the way to catch any kind of extra anything. Well, not not the old school ladies; these new ladies no. do. You know, they <laughs> yeah, these new ladies, they got them, they got them. So yeah, we got the whole our toilet is like a spaceship. We got a Squatty Potty and if you're not hip to that, you need to Google, you need to YouTube that and watch the commercial cuz if you've never seen a unicorn shit rainbow ice cream, that's fun in itself. So we bought the Squatty Potty and and now the bidet, the tushy. So taking a shit in
1: my house is like, it's like space age pimping. You know what? It, and it, it's funny because you wouldn't expect that after watching the show. No, it, <laughs> that shit ain't That shit ain't mine. <laughs> that ain't mine. That's her <laughs> stuff. Now, um, the the whole uh, bidet and all that it, it's, it's funny because, like, uh, my wife is getting me at the end of this month, uh, a colonic. I don't know if y'all know what that Colonoscopy? is. Colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had one. Yeah, have you? But yes. Oh, so she, now she's scanning the hell out of me because she's saying, you know, saying they they go in, well, they f- flush you out, and yeah. It's so the flush the flush out is the hardest part. The uh-huh. tough the tough part is the day
0: before when you got to drink the jug of that Gatorade tasting stuff, uh-huh. and then you shit your entire insides out like like real. Violently, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like it's not like you just go a lot. It's like when you go, it's like real violent. You and ever you
2: drunk uh, magnesium citrate? Uh, uh-uh. I yeah. haven't. Sounds fun. Yeah, no, it, it sounds it's it's real not. fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Your stomach turns upside down, and you sitting there, and don't be playing video games or trying to fart while you doing it. Yeah, because shit gonna go everywhere. It
0: <laughs> might be that might be what it is. It's a whole jug of something that you
2: drink, cleans you out the next day. You go
0: in now. Let me tell you from experience. I don't know if you're a smoker, but don't smoke a blunt before you go get your colonoscopy, right? Because it'll throw your heart rate off. Oh, shit. And (laughs) when you throw your heart rate (laughs) off, they don't want to put you under, right? Okay. But when you've gone through the trouble of the previous day of drinking that jug and blowing out your ass, you'll do anything to not have to do that again, Mm. right? So I get in there, and I'm high, and I shouldn't have been. And they were like, you know what, Mr. Smith, your blood pressure, your heart rate, it's real low. We can't put you under. We're going to have to reschedule. And I was like, uh-uh, I ain't drinking that shit again. I ain't doing that again. What What can you do? And, well, we can give you a local sedative that will relax you. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let's do that. And I had never had this procedure done before. So uh-huh. they give me this local sedative and i'm kind of it's it's kind of like a real strong volume or something like i'm feeling it
1: uh-huh.
0: uh and everything and they push me into this room and i'm there's like a monitor just like this in front of me like a 17 inch monitor and i'm laying there sideways and i'm like what's on the tv like, what is that and i look down i'm like oh it's the floor on the tv how do they <laughs> do that and then the the floor moves and i see the room and I see my butt cheeks, and then then we're in, like, a time-space continuum. I'm watching, and they just shoved this garden hose in my booty hole, and, like, and it's off to the races. They're they're inside you.
2: They're in you. They make you watch you.
0: Well, Well, I mean, I I wasn't
2: out. I wasn't all the way
0: out. I was, like, groggy and out kind of, but I was, like, because that's what I'm saying. Don't smoke a blunt before you go in because your heart rate, if it's down, they won't put you out. They'll tell you, hey, we're gonna have to do this another time. And once you have that violent jug the day before, you'll know what I'm saying. You'll be like, Oh yeah, there's no way I would do that again. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. It's rough,
1: man. Yeah, man, a, nope. I'm not I'm not looking forward to that. Congratulations. I don't wanna scare
0: you off from it because it's
2: important. You yeah, know well, what I'm saying? So, it's definitely
1: well, I mean, you didn't you didn't sca- I was already scared. I mean, the anything with my ass is scary. So yeah. I'm like and you just intensified the horror. So <laughs> it's like You're gonna be alright though. <laughs> Hold up! I don't know if I should take that. Uh, you gonna be all right? <laughs> I don't know how I should take it. I'm like, oh, you gonna be all right? You be you
0: know? all right. Uh, just, he made
2: it through. I, so uh, yeah, I be made right. it through,
0: and I didn't. I didn't didn't change my lifestyle at all <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. And, oh. I, and I found out that I was extremely healthy so it was it was a That's rewarding cool. thing to find out cuz you know it was a time in my life where my health was off I don't know if you guys know but I've had quadruple bypass open heart surgery jesus wow, yeah that. 5 years ago so I've already had you know heart surgery which all of this leads to why I'm a plant based mm. human and now I'm going you know Trying to live, not I like to call it plant based more than vegan mm. because I'm sure I still got a leather something somewhere like a leather belt or a leather shoe. <laughs> so, you know, to save being vegan, that means that you don't use any kind of animal products for anything. But my thing is a com is just a diet, right? And it's more or less for health purposes, you know, because I'm 44, like I said, I already had open heart surgery, I had a been overweight my whole life like I was 385, 87 uh during the TV show right you know and now I'm 271
1: this morning oh damn man uh, I, everybody comes in here is way less than me that'd be making me mad because oh, well, <laughs> I'm 285.
0: I was 285 like uh, a couple months ago because I had gotten um to where I was eating kind of vegan junk food because mm-hmm. you can be a fat vegan Real easy. <laughs> oh yeah, mashed potatoes, French fries, all that shit is vegetables. It ain't got no animals in it, you know. If you mm. play your cards right. So, uh, but the new thing for the past month and a half has been drinking sixteen ounces of celery juice first thing in the morning. Okay,
1: I ain't even know celery had juice. It's You've like got to juice it. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: you but, throw it in a juicer and it—it's all water. It's just like celery
2: is all water. It's all that? water. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Me
2: and, and Bumper have been uh, planning to get a juicer for a while now. You got it. You throw to. it in a blender now.
0: It's a game changer. Get the juicer and it takes the, like, the, uh, what is it, baby? The, um, the pulp out. Yeah. Uh, uh, it takes a, a lot of the meat of it out, you know, yeah, which a lot of people say that you should eat all of that, which the rest of the day I'm eating vegetables and fruits. That's all I really eat. Mm. But. Celery juice first thing in the morning, that is uh to help clean your, your gut out. They say that after doing that for a month, that you can reset your stomach. Really? There's a lot of science behind it, yeah. My wife, she's the smart one. She just tells me what to do. But
1: shit, bullshit you <laughs> hell, you teaching us all this. You... Only
0: because she taught me. <laughs> I am repeating what she has taught me. You know, and it's been a month and a half that like you wake up and you drink sixteen ounces of celery juice, and then you just don't do anything else for like I've gotten to where I can drink that celery juice and then slide for about an hour and a half two hours mm-hmm. before I even have my coffee now, Wow, then I'll have my coffee and then I'll wait like another hour and then I'll eat by that time it's like ten eleven o'clock, you know mm. and I've been up for three or four hours and I haven't eaten anything you know I've had that celery juice. Uh, I still struggle with caffeine. I, I really like having coffee, you know, like in the morning.
1: See, I don't, uh, I don't drink coffee, and, and I, I, I struggle with like fruit drinks, like fruit punch and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I drink water. I love water, but I fruit punch, fruit any kind of strawberry soda or something like that. That that gets me. Yeah.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office.
0: And I found uh recently that like a it's a it's a packet, like a little powder packet and it's uh, uh just a flavor of water, you know. But you gotta be careful on a lot of that stuff, man. They they sneak stuff in on you. Like I we found some flavored water that we drank a lot of mm-hmm. and once we started going plant based we found out that they put uh sheep sheep's lanolin, like sheep wool in this water what yeah it's a form of like i guess vitamin d3 but it's de- it's derived from sheep's wool i'm like why would you in put, water yeah why would you put sheep's wool in water it just sounds weird right yeah so we stopped drinking it you know and it's that ice water that you get from uh from all the grocery stores uh-huh. it's like the brand is called ice and it's like sparkling flavored water mm. got sheep's wool in it I never knew. I drank, like, a gang of that shit
2: all I the time. Too. I do, too. I used to drink a lot of it. Loved I, mean, I used to calm down a lot of drinking uh, powdered uh, flavored water. Uh-huh. But I ain't, no, I ain't been drinking it lately. Like, last yep. week, you see me, I just drunk a plain bottle of water, so. Yeah.
0: Water's just the way to go. Like, you know, we've just been domesticated to be, to be spoiled with flavors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. For no reason at all. Because, like, what do we drink? We're only drinking because our body needs water. So while we're drinking something that's, like, got to be flavored, got to have sugar, got to have caffeine, got to have, a, it's all, bu- it's really all bullshit. <laughs> but it's because we've been domesticated to be that way, you know. Like, uh-huh. my dad taught me that drinking alcohol was cool, you know, just because I watched him drink alcohol my whole life. So um, you just get domesticated into that. Mm. Like, my, my, I grew up, my parents would pour me a glass of milk. So, you know, you grow up thinking that milk is what you're
1: supposed to drink. I you know, yeah, I, I can't do the whole milk thing. Yeah, we Jesus. don't drink milk now. We drink, yeah.
0: you know, we drink. We don't do any dairy. I was now. raised on sweet tea.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs>
0: sweet tea too. And now I don't drink sweet tea. I, I'm not gonna pass that it up. I, it's I, tough. I, you know,
1: I've never. It's tough. Drank sweet Milo's?
2: Tea. Milo's is whew, nah. crack.
1: I, I can't do the whole. You get sweet the tea. real.
2: You get the real real. Yeah, my uncle make it. Oh and, yeah. yeah, it's like I could moonshine. You know, what <laughs> what I'm saying? You got I could and, and get that shit. And before everybody else get it. I couldn't pull it Oh, away from
1: oh that. speaking of moonshine, um, Smell, I, I you, you don't dabble in that anymore. Though. I used to, I used yeah. to, but I can get you some. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I, I really appreciate no, that. No, no, you no, I got, you, I got you.
0: <laughs> people people give it to me all the time. Like, uh, it's it's tough to explain to your fans, um, that you have to change. You know, we all evolve, right? Right, right. but when, when life steps in front of you. And stops you like open heart surgery yeah you're, you have to make changes, you right, know, so right. it, even back then, uh like five years ago, I quit drinking alcohol, and mm. alco- drinking alcohol was part of my brand, right, you know, seeing me with the jar, the moonshine, and all that, and like on stage, drinking whiskey mm. uh I didn't drink really off of like off the clock, I only drank professionally mm. But when I drank professionally, I showed out, right. you know, but like when I, I never, I never would like, uh, go home and drink a six pack of beer mm. or I wouldn't go home and have like three or four mixed drinks. You know, it was only whenever I was on stage, whenever I was, you know, uh, having to be,
1: um, Smo, you know, well, well let, let's talk about Smo. <clears throat> now, YouTube, you got Smo Motion TV, right? Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing that? That's been about uh, fourteen, maybe thirteen years. Thirteen years, yeah. Because I I seen you on there doing all kind of stuff. You got a cooking channel that you be doing, I, which is crazy. I I was looking at, I, and I I like watching YouTube trying to get you know tips on how to cook different things and everything like that. But man, I, I look at your channel, man, and I'm like, I'm seeing all kind of stuff that you're doing. Uh, you had one where you went to Mexico and you filmed all that. That was that was funny. I I'm, I sit yeah. there and watch the whole thing. Uh, dude you got so much going on man uh how do you find time to just get all this stuff in man
0: i mean it's it's just life content you know people want luckily my brand was built around my life Mm -hmm. so all i have to do is share what's actually happening we don't Mm -hmm. have to like Put something together. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to. Uh, it's not an act. It's, it's not an act. Yeah. So we just all you have to do is push record. You know, like right. all you got to do is point the camera and start shooting, and then you're just going to naturally get what my brand is. Gotcha. You know, so that was the that was the good thing uh, about building this brand years ago. It was just somebody, several people telling me, you know, just be yourself.
1: I think that's very important, too, because when you're trying to be something that you're not, it doesn't come off as authentic. So with you just being yourself, I mean, it people know what they're getting. Yep. So either you're going to like it or you're not. You know what I'm saying? So, it, I mean, and I'm I'm fine with that, you know, because not everybody's going to like you. But when you're trying to be something that you're not, if it's rehearsed or, you, you know, you're reading a script, it's uh, it's just it's a headache. I've I've been on reality shows where they, they reality shows, but they give us scripts. Yeah, they're scripts. So, <laughs> so so and I and I've hated it. You know what yeah. I'm saying. And so it's, at the
0: end of the day, it's regardless if they call it real, reality show, it's TV. Exactly. You gotta and you know a lot of people have a hard time separating reality TV from soap opera. You know because right they fit, it's been pitched to them as reality TV, but the reality of that is, is that it's just a produced show in order to tap into a fan base to just get numbers. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not even about sharing a lifestyle. Like my TV show, once it was taken, because you got to know we did our own 18 episodes of the TV show before the TV show. Mm. It's called country living Mm -hmm. behind the scenes. There's 18 episodes on YouTube. And we did all of the production ourselves. We did it uh, everything ourselves, mm. um, and then the, we used uh, a collection of those, kind of like you were talking about. Somebody wanted to see your, like your highlight reel, right? Right. We used a like kind of like a very well put together highlight reel that we made it more look like a sizzle reel, mm. and then I took that and pitched it in, in Hollywood, and uh, and they bit as soon as they watched it. VH1 bit first. Did they? A lot of people don't mm. know the history of the show. Like, I shot for VH1 first, mm. and it was a complete fucking disaster. Mm. They made us look like backwood idiots, mm. right? Like, just drunk drama, garbage, you know. Well,
1: that sales. That's what they wanted. That's they, what they yeah, wanted. They, want. they
0: wanted another, like, MTV, you know, show or some, like, uh, some weird shit. Right. And... It's just not, it wasn't my brand. Like, it would that would have been a great for someone else. But I had already created this brand that mm-hmm. was very homegrown, hometown, grassroots, family-oriented. And, like, the VH1 production crew, they tried to, like, really uh, exploit that in the wrong way. So, um, CMT picked it up after them. Mm-hmm. They tried to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. CMT? Yeah, and we were like, yo do y'all not get what we're doing here? Like, this is not what we want to do. So, uh, I, I told, it got as far as like, a, a sizzle reel and a pilot with both VH one and CMT. And we were like, Nope, we're not going to let this fly. This is going to destroy my brand, you know? Mm. So, uh, I, I knew, I knew somebody at A&E that was, uh, affiliated with some of the people that I did music with. They reached out and they were like, we want to take a shot at this. And we were like, okay, look, here's where the last two production people messed up. Let us write this shit. Mm. You can't tell my story, right? You got to let us write this shit. You send the production team down to film it and then we'll have something, but you got to let us write it. You can't write my episode. You just don't, (laughs) you don't know me like that. Right. So me and my, at the time I had a manager that was from LA. He helped me facilitate a lot of this stuff. Um, He wrote a lot of the business side, the music business side, and then I wrote all of the family side of the story of every episode. And then um, that worked, you know, when we were able to do to write it. So I learned how to write a TV show like just off of the. 'Cause I had to. Right, right. And uh and got really good at it, you know, like <laughs> got good at writing episodic stuff and uh being able to figure out what the stakes are and like how to overcome the stakes and all mm-hmm. the cliffhangers and you know, because that's all that shit is, right? You know, right? It's, it's all like the episode starts and everything's hunky dory, and all of a sudden there's a wrench in the gears, and they're like, "Oh, how are we gonna fix this?" And then like, ta da!" come out of nowhere with the cape on. I'm like, "Don't worry." <laughs> One of my favorite, goat, we're gonna put goat shit on everything, and it's gonna be <laughs> great. And
1: Everybody's like, hey! One of my favorite episodes is when you were trying to get the song down. In fact, y'all had to rehearse and everything, and you just said, "Damn it, we're going to the woods. We're gonna have a bonfire, and we go." Gonna... And, 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 that, and that was that was pretty cool. I thought that was hilarious, man. You want to know something that's real
0: backdoor about that? What? That was the one thing out of my show that was fake as fuck. Really? That oh! episode. Because it was about writing a song with Darius Rucker. Uh, it was like, man, I got this opportunity to write this feature with Darius Rucker, uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Right, I'm a right. big fan. What am I gonna do? I don't know how to write a song. (laughs) Let me pull my squad together. We'll go sit in the woods and drink alcohol around a fire and we'll write the perfect song. Nah, hell no. I wrote that song in Costa Rica. Swimming in a pool in the jungle. <laughs> by, in a glass house.
1: Hell no. Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite episodes. Man, that's bullshit. <laughs> I
0: ain't gonna let you go out like that. It was that but that was like one of the made up things on the T V show. It was like, Well, how do we introduce this Darius Rucker song? Because we can't say that you were in Costa Rica staying in a glass house, swimming in a pool with you know, I mean I there was there were whatever kind of monkeys they were in the trees above me while I was swimming in this pool. And I was like, I said, man, if this was my house, I'd call all my people up and say, hey, come on over to my place. And I was like, <laughs> that's a song right there. Swam over to the edge, grabbed my phone, and just started writing lyrics. And I wrote that that Darius Rucker feature while I was in Costa Rica. So That is cool as so shit. So they had to make that shit up for the TV show because they were like, oh, we want to get Darius on the show how do we make it work and mm. i was like well y'all going to have to make some shit up <laughs> cuz i know y'all ain't got the budget to fly me back to costa rica <laughs> and that's not going to work for this brand like people are going
1: to be like why is he in costa rica now now let's let's talk about some of your newer projects because um for people who who don't know like like myself and a, a lot of our audience uh who who and first of all let me just say this um uh, a lot of the audience that listen to us they listen to some of those mumble rappers I'm not a big fan of mama rap, uh, and I've said this before. Um, this this new this new style of rap, I don't think it's rap. It shouldn't be called rap. Uh, it should be called pop music or something like that. Uh, Ron D, who was on here with us uh, this past Friday, he said it's just popular music. You know, whoever's popular, whoever's getting the most likes, that's what the music is. Now, I'm not shitting on anybody who's getting bread or getting money. Do your shit, get your money, but let's be real man I need lyrics and I need people to I need to be able to understand people or, or relate and that's what I do with your music I relate but here's the thing I'm looking at music and I'm still bumping stuff that came out 10 years ago so now you got stuff that's here recently and I'm just not catching up so it's its kind of embarrassing to have you on the show and be like oh yeah I remember this song this song this song and you be like well shit I got some shit that's way better than that and I'm like oh and people just so you know Brother came in here bearing gifts, and yes, he got us all the CDs and everything. So hey, now now Smo, we got a show on Friday called Flex on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Might be playing some of your music on there. Oh, I'd love to be a part of that. That's oh, m- most definitely, because I yeah. like I said, we play all kind of music, so. You might might hear some of your music on that show. That'd be as well. great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You got a lot but, to choose from. Yeah, I I see, I see. Yeah. And uh we, we got a lot of independent artists that come through and everything as well. So they're gonna get to hear your music also, so it's gonna be great. But uh let, let's get into some of your new projects now, man, cause, uh you said you got one now one of the seeds that you got was got you as a young ca- uh, young child on there.
0: Yeah, you know, I have been using and if you look at the history of my album covers, it's like you know, uh, in the beginning, you're like, ooh, I got to put myself on the album cover. Mm-hmm. So my like my first album back in 2002 had me and my whole squad that I was rapping with, and that disc is not there because it's not available anymore. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but we had goats and tractors on 26s and like a F-150 on 22s and like my whole squad standing on the... Front porch of that same shack that I still work in today, <laughs> and it's you know like the next project. It was uh it, me and my producer, and then us on the front. And the next project was like, uh I think at one point I was like, "Yo, I gotta stop using my face because I'm not that great looking." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this isn't this isn't helping sell it. Hold,
1: hold, hold on, the wife is back. She's nodding with her head. Are, are yeah. you? Well, <laughs> you married him, so. <laughs> well,
0: we're talking about the old me. The, the,
2: the 2007 <laughs> me was nothing
0: to nothing to catch your attention, uh, but so fast forward to the new project. I had never used a picture of me as a child, you know, and mm-hmm. I love that uh, where uh, notorious where Biggie did it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I love that the simplicity of it, um, and then even like with. Uh, the Carter albums, you know, yeah, like yeah. We we looked at those great projects, and I was like, you know, I want to do something visually that's like that, mm. but it doesn't like doesn't. It's not like stealing the idea, but I have never really got to like use the the uh, the me before it was Smo for mm. anything. So, found this picture that my mother had taken of me. When I when we lived in California and I just was I don't remember the picture. I was probably three years old uh, sitting in the window with my, you know, just looking out the window, probably looking at her working in the yard. And she took a picture of me and it was just a perfect representation of like, I feel like that's probably what my soul mm. looks like is like the three year old me mm-hmm. running around with blonde hair and just you know smiling <laughs> and I thought that that I was like, man, that is a great representation of like wh- how I feel mm-hmm. you know like as a person as that picture of me as a child, so I decided to use that as the uh as the artwork for it um so that was that was new, and then the the project itself um we had done this whole project, me and my, my buddy that's my producer, uh, David Ray. We had done this whole project. We had uh some great features. Like I said, I had a, a song that I did with Afro Man that was uh it's called Colorado Bound mm. um song with DJ Paul from mm. Three Six Mafia, uh that was a rendition of Tear the Club Up, mm. but it's tear the mud up. Um, where we did some real experimental uh stuff with the production where we mixed country rap, uh kind of like uh dubstep techno and hip hop. Like, you know, all of yeah, that together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a real melting pot real of sound. Pot. You know, and uh
1: I can't wait to listen to this album, man. It's so. a
0: great album. It's a great album. And then there's there's a song on that. There's like a the title record, This One's For You, mm-hmm. is a really uh personal record about like uh my uh battle with addiction and just uh just a the battle human you know what we battle with as humans now and,
1: what to, what type of addiction were you battling uh
0: just you know i had some drug addiction problems mm-hmm. back in my early in my career mm. you know um cocaine's a hell of a drug mm. it's not a good thing right um which we don't participate in any kind of chemical uh party favors these days we we're completely plant based
1: i mean uh, even with the whole uh you know about by, triple bypass and everything man mm-hmm. i mean because i had i've had two heart attacks so uh that you know and, and like i said my brother had a stroke so you know that that caused us to look at life differently mm-hmm. and say hey we got to change up a lot of things that we're doing right so i i hey i definitely feel you when you're talking about that and just coming from that i mean because i think about it I'm used to run up and down the streets doing comedy shows. I'm popping energy drinks like, you know, like it's water mm-hmm. just so I can stay awake. My brother see me at times. I just jump up. He's like, where are you going? Oh, I got to go to Chicago. He's like, right now? I'm like, yeah. So I jump in the car and just drive up there. But, you know, I'm popping these energy drinks not knowing it's throwing my heart out of rhythm. So, you know, and, and you can get addicted to energy drinks as well. You're addicted really cool, to anything. Yeah. And I think I was, but. I definitely understand, you know, having to kick some and 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 the struggles of being in the entertainment business because, you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, you have to be on that stage regardless. Yeah. You know, regardless of what you're going through, what you're thinking about, what Mm -hmm. you're feeling, when you booked, you got to be there. So, so I definitely get it, man, and I'm glad you kicked that. So. Yeah, we we've had, you know, I've had a lot of uh, challenges in life with
0: cocaine, Mm -hmm. uh, tobacco, alcohol, uh, meat. I mean, I was addicted to meat. Shit. I'd eat four Dang. different dead animals in one setting, <gasps> and I didn't even realize it. But when you have, you know, mixed fajitas and some chorizo cheese dip, you are you got your whole face in the barnyard. Dang. And you don't think about that, you know, because every, you're just domesticated to, like, Eat a bunch of animals, and but you don't think about it. You just don't. Th- none of
2: us think about. it. Like, I sure as hell don't think where, about it. <laughs> really do. you don't. When you say that, I'd be like, man, damn! I had a steak and uh, chicken burrito, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't think about it,
0: but you you know when you when you do think about it, you're like, oh shit! Wait a minute! I just put cow, pig, and chicken all in, you know, some. On, on some something else and covered it with cheese and, you know, so like
1: uh, smoke making us feel like shit in here man no, so, no, <laughs> I, I want you to, I,
0: I want you to feel good you know I, and I will tell you I don't try to push it on anybody because it's new to me I'm only in like my seventh month of eating plant-based but I'll tell you this much I'm a grown man who suffered from acid reflux mm. and that will take a grown man to a baby. The pain of acid reflux. I mean, I have been doubled over and just, and I mean, I have vomited acid from the, you know, from that. That's how bad my acid reflux had gotten. And that's on top of taking acid reflux medication. So three days after removing meat from my diet, dairy from my diet, eggs from my diet, three days my acid reflux started to reduce no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mm. And then I was able to cut my medication for that in half for the first time in like seven years. I, w- I was never able to like come down off my meds for for acid reflux. And now I rarely 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 have it ate a hot chili pepper yesterday on accident
1: and and i
0: was like oh i'm gonna hurt from this and i I didn't and you learn you 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 figure it out you're like oh shit it's not the pepper it's not the tomatoes that are in it you know i was like i can't eat that pizza if it's got red sauce on it that red sauce had me tore up no motherfucker it's the seven dead animals you know you got you got bacon pork and ham that's three different kinds of pig and you know they ain't the same pig they from three different states three different farms you know you got hamburger meat on it and you know all this stuff and it's you don't know where any of that come from so that was a big eye-opener that was a big eye-opener for me and i'll tell you what what was a, a good way to for me to start i come home from duck hunting i got a truck bed full of ducks we're about to cook these ducks I walk in the house and my wife says you gotta watch this uh, documentary on Netflix you said
1: what the hell is that what it was
0: uh, Game Changer
1: Game Changer oh okay cause my wife yeah. made me watch that shit too
0: Yeah, Game Changer and I sat there and I watched it and then halfway through that I was like I just started thinking about it I was like damn I never even thought about like not eating meat it just never entered my mind
1: you ever thought about that bro
0: Not eating a couple of times, but shit, I I had never thought about it. it, (laughs) I had never even entertained the thought of not eating meat or Mm -hmm. dairy because I was addicted to cheese, and there's a reason that you get addicted to cheese. It's because it has something called casein in it, and casein reacts to our the part of our brain that reacts to opiates Mm -hmm. in the same way. So just like people get addicted to opiates. We get addicted to casein because it attacks that same uh, receptor in your brain. K-fum. So you wonder, you know, you, like you've you heard people say, shit, I could quit eating that, but you ain't going to make me stop eating cheese. <laughs> That's the same thing heroin people say. <laughs> like, shit, I put that down, but I ain't going to stop
1: doing but, heroin. But, bitch, Ma, I, I ain't finna suck a dick for cheese. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You'd be surprised, man. yeah You ain't have one of these grilled cheeses like
0: I got <laughs> But you just don't – you don't think about it, you know, because when – you when and then that's just the first layer, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then when you want to really peel back the second layer and you realize that the medical industry is what controls, the like, the diet, you know what I'm saying? Like, cancer society is, like, they're the ones that control dairy, you know? Like, they're all in it. It's one big fucking suck, and they use you to keep – you know, like – they keep feeding you cheese. Guess what? You're going to have some health issues, and then they're going to send you over to the next door. So it's food industry on one door, medical, you know, field on the next. And they they use that because they know you're going to eat it. You was mm-hmm. raised to eat it. I was raised to eat. We would have bacon, sausage, and country ham Ooh, for breakfast. That's now, a great breakfast. Yo, biscuits, and, <laughs> biscuits, gravy, fried eggs, and hash browns. Woo. And then you put all that together in a bowl and then put some pancake syrup on top of it. Ooh. Now you're fucking with Ooh. the old me. You know? <laughs> now now we're talking flavor, you know. I'm talking about this shit is real.
1: Hey, that syrup, if you ain't, if that syrup ain't never hit them eggs, boy, you don't know Ooh, what you're right, missing. Right. If you ain't oh. never put
0: grape jelly on your sausage and biscuit, then get the hell out of Tennessee.
1: <laughs> right. That, people, I'm telling you, that is a, di- the shit happened by accident one time with me with the, with the syrup and eggs, and, mm-hmm. I, and I've been doing that shit Can't since. Can't turn back. Oh, yeah, it's tough. Especially a fried
0: egg. A fried
2: egg with a ah, fringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That
0: fringe. Gets that little burn to it when that gets some maple syrup on it, that's a whole other ball game. What'd you say? About I, that
2: had lady? A, I had a lady at IHOP look at me funny. She said she was actually the waitress. Uh-huh. I said, "Can I have some syrup?" Because I have no pancakes. <laughs> yeah. And she said, "What you finna put syrup on?" <laughs> In I my water? A, I had an omelet. <laughs> I had an omelet. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? The Colorado omelet had. About seven different meats on yeah. it, but I hit that bad boy with that shit. Like, oh my god! Like, okay, you already served me. You get the hell away from
0: me. <laughs> yeah. Let me eat. You know what I'm saying? She was curious. Now I guarantee you she went in the back and tried that shit. Yeah, too. Sure. <laughs> now she's on board. She's on board. But yeah, but I tell you, here's the thing: mm-hmm. you find the things that you love in life to eat. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what you love. You love the taste of uh, like barbecued chicken, a uh, grilled steak, a uh, hamburger, a uh, pizza burritos like you it's the flavor that we love right mm. the 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 item is just to carry the flavor steak don't taste good i mean it tastes like steak it is what you put on it's it is what you put on it so when you realize that and then you realize that you can take like black beans if you cook black beans in a in a pressure cooker and you don't put any seasoning in them those black beans you can make them taste like anything. You could put cocoa powder on them, smush them down and make them into brownies. Black beans. Yes. Now when you realize Small. when you realize that <laughs> that you can just make anything and all you got to do is have the right seasoning, you know, then then you're on to a whole new level of cooking. That black
1: beans and brown Have you done that? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You you made some.
0: I haven't made some, but I've had some.
1: All right, when I come up there to your spot, you want me to make? Yeah, right, you, you got to make some. I'll I, I try it.
0: You know zucchini, what I'm but... her zucchini brownies, zucchini muffins, I guess, where they they taste like brownies. So good. I, I,
1: all right, I'm gonna try it when I come up, come up there. All right,
0: and, I, we the and we you know we have the garden. We grow all of our own vegetables. Mm. So we grow the zucchinis, the squash, the onions, the tomatoes, the peppers.
1: Mm.
2: I've seen quite a few people start in the garden lately. Yeah. My homeboy starting the garden. It's
0: very therapeutic. Really? Very therapeutic.
1: Well, I'll tell you what else is therapeutic. Uh, since we got Big Smo in the house, you know what time it is. We definitely have to play the game that we let everybody play when they come into the Brown Brothers studio. It is a fun game. Uh, you know, hey, we don't you know, pull any punches. If you're dumb enough to commit a crime, We're going to talk about it. So it is now time to play the game. Is it black, white, Mexican, or any other race that walks face of this earth? This is where we uh, read a crime, and you try to guess what nationality it is or background it is that committed the crime. Smo, are you ready to play this game? Absolutely. All right, bro. You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Now, you don't win shit. It's just fun to play. Uh, but <laughs> you know what? I'm actually finna start giving away uh, prizes, though, for people who actually chime in and, and all that kind of stuff. So, we'll talk about that later. But right now, let's go to the first crime. Man threatens. Act of terrorism. I'm gonna shoot everyone I can in downtown Nashville. Is this a white, black, Mexican, or any other race? Watch faces the earth. That's another race.
2: Black people don't threaten to shoot everybody. I just want to know when it's
1: my
0: turn to go.
2: Uh, you, Is your turn to go? That's a white dude. That's a-, <laughs> a white dude. First of all,
0: what part of downtown Nashville? Was he in the gulch?
1: Uh, it didn't say. He's Let me definitely see. Definitely white um, if he's in the let's gulch. See. It's, uh. He didn't, it doesn't say. It just, he's it just... white.
0: He, I can tell he's white because he's <laughs> mad. <laughs> all white people are mad. <laughs>
1: He's actually white, and, you know, and I think that's a you got a, a unfair white. advantage because you know what white people do. I know, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I know, I know how I know how we are. <laughs> Listen, you want me to tell you the whole scenario? Yeah, please. all right. So he went to the gulch. He went to that what's the Mexican spot right there where they do the table tableside guac. Cantina. Cantinas. He went to the cantinas. He asked for tableside guac. He didn't have on a face mask. <laughs> he threat first of all, he threatened him with a spoon because that's all he had. Then he went out to his F one F three fifty, got his pistol, and came back and started demanding that tableside guac. That's what happened. Fucking never wore his mask the whole time.
1: I be damned. And, and how is he so right? <laughs> that
0: tableside guac will make
1: you act a fool if they won't give it to you. Cause you look forward to that, right? All right, let's go to the next one. Woman attacks Academy Sports employee because <laughs> they followed her and presumed she was shoplifting. White lady, black. black lady. Was that? That's a white lady. It's actually a black lady. Oh dang! <laughs> yeah, I, following her. Following her. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, look. <laughs> Assumed she was shoplifting. I started out. I
0: started off with Academy Sports. That's yeah, what. That's where I went. That's I a good. That's a good. Point. I thought academy
2: point. sports. That's uh-huh. gonna be a white lady. Mm, yeah, but yeah. if a white lady is in academy sports. More, more like, mm, more likely they ain't gonna think she's shoplifting. Exactly, gonna, they gonna think she's over. She's that there. End.
0: She's getting tennis. Yeah, yeah. tennis rackets <laughs> yeah, and outfits. I want to know what in. she stole.
1: Yeah. Well, I, apparently, uh, well, uh, she didn't steal anything. the The, the charge was assault because she fought the lady for following her. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I I, I, jumped I jumped too quickly. I jumped too quickly. No, no, no. Be, no. Well, well, no. No. Well, I'm I'm not the one to judge anybody's character from looking at them. But I'm just gonna show you the picture.
2: Hold uh, on. I, I, oh, I, she wanna I, know? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I, Yeah, I th-
1: that lady
0: caught a. She caught an <laughs> ass with me. If that woman fought an academy of sports <laughs> employee,
1: <laughs> fuck
0: a cat. Man, I wish I'd have been there. We need to look at World Star for footage. <laughs>
1: People don't film stuff in World Star anymore, like no, that. really. Yeah, they they don't down on that a little bit. It it kind of sucks. Well, you uh, only hear
2: people yell at World Star anymore. Yeah, no you only hear people That's yell at World Star. Why stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah. it? Lost its vigor.
1: All right, Smoke, you one for one, man. Okay, okay, it's the last was, one.
0: I need to pay attention. I need to not
1: jump to conclusions. All right. Man steals handgun from his lover's house. Then passes him on the highway and shoots at him. For one, it's already too many, too many hymns. You know, um, and that
0: makes me think <laughs> that makes me think Hispanic. Made me think too many hymns. Probably man, a white guy.
1: Man steals handgun from victim's house, then passes him on the okay, highway and shoots minute, at him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So he
0: was at he was at a house, uh, uh-huh. stole a gun. Uh-huh. Then he left. Uh-huh. When he left, he drove past the guy whose house he stole it, he, he broke into. Right. The lover. So it, there was a lover involved. Yeah. Okay, now it makes sense. Oh. Man, this could go a lot of ways. <laughs> I just want to say because of all the, the numerous amounts of people involved, I'm going to say
1: Hispanic. Okay. What you got, bro? What I got? What you got? I, I was going to go
0: with Hispanic,
1: too. You was going to go Hispanic? Cram well, he's actually a white guy. Um, oh. Basically, uh, what had happened was him and his lover had actually had a altercation. Uh, they had an argument, and uh, apparently he told him to get out. So when he told him to get out, he stole the gun from the house, and then he caught up with him on the highway oh, and shot at him.
0: okay. There was a lot of hymns.
1: Yeah, there's no females involved. In okay. This, <laughs> yeah. See?
0: I told you, I got to pay attention to the details. I got to pay attention. Yeah. That's I was saying there was a lot of hymns, man. You, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a Well, first of all, there was too many people involved. And I thought, well, that's got to be Hispanic. Like, why is there 12 people involved and one person getting shot here? You had to go to a lover's house, steal a gun from another guy, get in somebody else's car and drive by. There was a lot of people.
1: No, just all, just two hymns. Just two guys. It was just two hims, <laughs> um, you know. And we're not gonna say his name because I don't want to get in trouble with the L G B T A Z, uh, what, whatever the yeah, letters are. Community. I don't know. Yeah, that, I don't want to get because hey, it, it's, it's your business what you do in your own bedroom. Uh, but if you're stupid enough to commit a crime, we definitely gonna talk about it because there's no race when it comes to crime. It's all stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, Smoke you got one out of three. I did terrible. Well, no, because a lot of people get what they go over three. Yeah. So you actually did pretty good, man. The first one was easy. <laughs> Downtown Nashville with a gun. And, and you, you actually on and you actually had the details to let us know exactly what happened, which was great. Felt like I was close. <laughs> 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 I felt
0: like I was close.
1: Golly. Oh, now because uh, you know for time and everything, man. Which we're, we are definitely going over today, which I don't care. But let's talk about your book, all right? You gave me a copy of the book right here, and I'm going to show it on camera. Uh, My Life in a Jar. Okay, let's take a look at this right here. So Mm -hmm. go pick it up, first of all, all right? Now, I'm glad you gave me a book, and here's an interesting fact. I have a show on Wednesday called The Melanated Power Hour, right, with Sam Poe Jr. He's a big history buff. He's a historian. Got me reading now. You know cuz at first I would just watch it on TV like right. yeah. you know, cuz and I used to say the most ignorant shit you know what I'm saying they would be like hey you said man you know I'm be reading and shit you know I used to say that all the time yeah. that's what I said yeah. <laughs> first, first book I ever read was my What's own was the one you wrote yeah first one so and you, I didn't even write it like yeah, it, was, it was an auto my wife wrote it oh you wrote it yeah oh that's cool as shit yeah so you just he, he talked to you and you wrote it well I edited. she edited oh, it
0: oh okay it was a process there was a there was a there was a co-author my boy Jake Brown uh, he's the one that got me in the idea of writing a book he was doing filming a documentary uh, that I was a part of Mm. and and he introduced himself. He's like, Yeah, I'm an author. I was like, Oh, an author, that's cool. I've always wanted to write a book like now that I've done and so you shit. always
1: want to do a lot of shit. Yeah, I've always <laughs> wanted to.
0: You know, it's crazy. And and uh and it happened, you know. Yeah. That's the crazy thing, is like most of the times when I wanna do something, I wind up making that shit happen. Mm. And uh so we, we wrote the book and it was like it, it was like five hundred pages to start off with, right? Mm-hmm. And it was whack. It was whack. It told way too much trash. It was way too much talk, right? Uh-huh. So my wife, she was like, I don't want to be no part of it. Your book is your business, whatever. And then she was like, give me this book. I got to read it. <laughs> I was like, can you help me with this, please? Because I like, I don't want this to come back. And, like, you know, you you got 44 years of life. There's a lot of good things. There's a lot of bad things. Right, right. It's like, what do you want? What do you want to live forever in the pages of a book? Right, you know, like right, that right. your that your great 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 grandkids could pick up and read your story. Do you want mm. to talk cash money shit about people, or do you want to uh, show the good stuff and let leave people with the things that you want to remember about you, your legacy? You know right, what I'm saying? Right, so right. she taught me uh, a, an important thing about what you keep for yourself and what you share for society, you know, and there's a way to share with society and still give them the full story without giving them the junk, mm, you know, sure. That's what's and, and you just never know how you're going to feel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You might hate somebody today. They may have done some real foul shit to you and you just like, I ain't never going to be okay with this person. They might knock on your door tomorrow and tell you how sorry they were and you might feel a whole different way, so you don't want to just put in paper and same thing with like with songs i don't I don't do disc records, I don't like to talk trash about people in a record because. What if we feel some certain a different way a year from now? Like, how are we gonna be able to reflect back on this record? Where I'm like, fuck this dude, he ain't shit. And then we're like having a barbecue, and then he's like, remember you did that this song about it? Oh, the song comes like, on. Yeah, man, yeah, man. I said, I said, remember that song right there? That's when I was like, yeah, fuck you. It. So it's like. You know, you as an artist, you you really want to just put your emotions out there, right? Right, You want to paint your emotions on the wall. Um, But as a businessman, you have to know that that painting is going to be there forever, and it's going to reflect, you know, who you are and your brand and what you stand for. So, you know, we dialed the book from five hundred pages back to like one hundred and sixty. It's 160? Yeah, it's it's real light. A lot of pictures. So, so
1: it's, a, it's an easy read.
0: Oh, it's you'll be done with it in a day. It's a good, like, just, it's a very easy. It's written on a seventh grade. <laughs> it's written on a seventh grade reading level for my fans.
1: And you do have a lot of pictures. That yeah. is, that's even better. Yeah, it's a lot of pictures my whole life, you I know. Sound ignorant as hell on the air. It's got pictures, It's yes. got pictures. That's how I felt about it. I was like, ooh, pictures?
0: Yay. So uh, it was a lot of fun doing the book. You know, it was very therapeutic. Um, it was like it was like a two and a half year therapy session.
1: That's what's up. My you life know. in a jar, man.
0: Yeah, and we did the audiobook. Um No, which,
1: make people read. All right, damn it. If I'm it, gonna read it, they gotta the read it. The audio book's
0: not out yet. Oh, okay, but cool. we we did it last year, and it's ready to go. And did you did you did you freestyle it? Did you rap on it, or or is it just you talking? No, it's, I read the book. Did like, you? I had to read, and that in itself was a challenge because I I honestly never did read. Like much, I mean, I I can read, but when I look at a page of words, I get uh, nauseous, a little
1: dizzy. Don't feel bad. It's millions of Americans across America right now that when you have a corporate meeting and the uh, the CEO says, "Uh, Mr. Johnson, can you read that for me? They get real quiet, Mm -hmm. and they put their finger on the paper, and they read real slow. A lot of people don't like to read in public. I don't don't like
2: to read in public. I'm one Uh, of them people. I will not read read in public. Really? Mm -hmm. I can read. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can read so, yeah, yeah. and
0: I know what I'm I'm reading, and but I just don't like to read. I, I like to watch, and and see, mm-hmm. and and hear. You know, that's right. that's how I learn. I'm very ADD too, so mm. I'm. I don't, like, I'll have a book and be watching the wind blow. I'm like, oh, look at the wind. I'm like, oh, (laughs) shit, where'd this book come from? Where can they pick
1: your book up at? Uh, Uh, Is it online? Barnes & Noble. And then it's
0: online. You can get any of my stuff you can get at Smomart.com. Well, we're going to direct them there. Say it again. Smomart. Like Walmart, Uh but Smomart. S-M-O-M-A-R-T. Smomart.com.
1: That's what's up. Now, before we get into anything else, because, like I said, we're going to go over a little bit here today. I just want to give praises to, to the wife, okay? And and the reason I say that is because for people, look here, for all you women talking about, nah, I can't get a man, I ain't doing that, You, that, the blueprint is in support. right? You, I mean, because, like, my brother, his wife, she supports the hell out of him, my wife supports the hell out of me, and apparently your wife supports the hell out of you. We don't ask for much, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit of support, and it looks like y'all have a great support system, and she has a lot of titles. You got editor, you got brand manager, you got all that kind of stuff mm. going for you, so that that is great, man, and I mean, I just want to say thank you so much, because I, I don't think a lot of women get the credit that actually support their, their spouse, I don't think they get the credit they deserve, so, and I'm pretty sure he he thanks you a lot and everything like that, thank but, you, but I baby. just want the world to know thank you. that uh, it's great women out Love here that girl. support, yeah, it's great women out here to support the man, and, and behind every great man is a great woman, now, I, don't, I won't even That's say behind, because Besides. yeah, because that's what I was gonna say. Because always they they appear to be us beside us mm-hmm. going in the battle, you know, yeah. side to side. So
2: might even be taking a
0: step forward.
1: <laughs> I mean, she's
0: she does everything. She you know she like I said, she runs the merch table on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a high school teacher. She's oh, a, Jesus. Yeah, she's uh, taught Spanish for what eight years.
1: You taught Spanish for eight yeah, years. Eight years. She's My a high stars. school Spanish
0: teacher. So she left her teaching career. To come, to come and support me. Like, that's, she left her entire career mm. Mm. to come and travel around and sell my t shirts and our book and, Smile, and um, all that stuff. Bleh.
1: I ain't support it. you. must put it down, bro. Man. We love each other a lot. So I was like, yeah, so I'm going to need you to quit that job. <laughs> I'm going to need you to go ahead and stop speaking Spanish to these <laughs> children.
2: <laughs>
1: but, you know, it, it
0: worked out for us because um, it, we both come from the same area. She come, She's from Murfreesboro. I'm from Shelbyville, Bedford County. Mm. Uh, you know, we have a lot in common. We're basically the same person. Mm. Uh, she's 10 years younger than me, so it gives me something that I have to keep up with and keeps me excited every day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she just understands, uh, we, we talk a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and if you talk a lot, if you communicate and you're honest and your partner knows what it is that you're looking for like every day, you know, she knows what I'm looking for from today. Mm-hmm. She knows what I'm going to be looking for from tomorrow. And she knows what I'm looking for from the bigger picture. So as long as you communicate that's that's part of the problem on us is that a lot of men and I haven't always been a great communicator. Uh we don't know how to communicate what we really need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like right it's, about that. we can we can show you what we want and we can tell you what we want but like when it really comes to like sitting down and explaining what we need to the point where we can have you on board and to like grab the wheel that that takes a real communication, and I, that's what I give credit to when it comes to me and her, is that we've just learned how to communicate. That's
1: all it is. Because I think my biggest problem was my communication consisted of just a few words. I'd be like, "What? what you know what? Fuck this shit." Yeah. That's pretty much how I handle any conversation. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and you know, we usually stop ourselves because we feel like
0: we're either gonna say something mm-hmm. that's gonna hurt somebody's feelings, yeah. or we're gonna say something to make ourselves look dumb. And you got to get past that and you have to have the kind of relationship where you can just say, I'm about to say exactly what I'm feeling. And then that person has to know how to take what you say and then take the lesson from it, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's a point to it. If you're feeling emotional about something, then there's a point to it, you know, and sometimes we don't know how to find the words to express what that is. But like when you when you can just talk honest and talk from your heart and your partner is there to listen, they pick up on it and then you can, you know, you. it's a lot of apologies, you know. Right, right, right. I say I'm sorry like every day, you know, just... So just, ladies,
2: if you listening out there, what he just told you is when you say something fucked up to your man and he look at you and give you a pause, that's when he's about to say some fucked up shit. He's <laughs> yeah. Like, man, I ain't gonna get no sex. Yeah. I'm gonna have to leave. i yep. sleep on the couch. Yeah. Something bad gonna happen so... Let me try to find something to say that that ain't going to be too fucked up. Right, pretty much. (laughs) The best thing to do is to
0: just smile. Yeah. To smile and just say, you know what? Let me think about this for a second. (laughs) I don't like when you do this shit and you just smile and you say, you know what? Let me think about this for a second. I'll be right back.
2: (laughs) Because I've learned. something. like, fuck Mm -hmm. it, I won't do it no more. Just walk off?
0: No, you get by yourself and you get a chance to really think about it and not react to it. That's the thing. It's like I'm worst... I am the worst at just responding and reacting. I'm better if I'm able to absorb it and say, give me one second, and then walk away and go sit by myself and say,
2: should I slap the shit out of there?
0: (laughs) No, no, I shouldn't do that. What I should go do is walk in there and say, you know what, you're right, and I think we can find a good medium for us to meet at. And then you go back with that, and, and they're expected to get you know, not her, but yeah. somebody. You'd be like, "No, slap shit out of here for saying that shit." Right, right, right. Uh, but then you go back in, and you're like, "You know what? No, I think we can find a good spot because it's not worth the hassle of negativity." You know, so like
1: when did you get to that point though? What 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 age period was? Because I know I know I just got to that in my forties.
0: It's like in your late thirties. You know, like, maybe it may have even been because of my situation. Uh Uh, It may have even been, like, after the heart surgery, like Uh 39, 40. Got you. Mm -hmm. But it it doesn't happen uh, early. It doesn't happen early. And, And it's the, man, unfortunately, it's the same thing that we all had. We all had, like, the uncle or the brother or something that said, now look, little homie. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to give you the blueprint on life. <laughs> and they give you, like, cash, money, knowledge. And then you ain't even hear that shit. You're thinking about your date later or something. on, And all that knowledge goes right over your head. And then 25 years later, you're like, shit. If I would had listened to Uncle Joe when he told me all of this knowledge, I would have been able to skip all this bullshit, you know. Mm. By then, Uncle Joe's dead. He, you, you can't go tell him, man, you were right, you know. But if there was a way for us at that moment, whenever somebody shares that knowledge with us, to not be so fucking distracted to where we don't pay attention,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, people could get ahead. It's, and it's domestication. We're all domesticated, fucked up. Man. Like, that's what's perpetuated uh, racism and right. prejudices and all that shit. It's all fucking passed down, you know? Exactly. And if you have to be able to know... That even though they're your parents, even though they're your grandparents, even though it's your bloodline, them motherfuckers ain't right about everything.
1: Exactly. They wasn't
0: right about nothing. Hell, I don't even think any of my family smoked weed. They all missed (laughs)
2: out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to listen to a word none of them said. I'm like,
0: you can't talk to me until you've done DMT, family member, because you ain't been where I've been. You right, know? right. That's a whole other conversation. We won't get on that. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like little things. It's like you know, I don't believe that my grandparents, uh, whoever they were, I didn't even have a good relationship with my grandparents. Never knew who my great grandparents were. Um, I don't, and they probably weren't right about anything. They, you know, they knew how to grow crops. Like they had a farm, and they they worked their farm, and they milled wood and shit. But, like, you know, I don't I don't know how they were, and and I probably wouldn't agree with them. They probably wouldn't like me, mm. you know? And that's just, you got to know that, like, people are always, like, especially when it comes to, like, racism, it's like, mm. that shit is domesticated into you. You didn't just wake up and start hating somebody because right. of their race. Right. You were taught that shit by society, by your family, by, you know, people put that shit in your head. And that's what keeps perpetuating this... This downward spiral that we keep going into is because nobody's just just said stop, you know, just stop, let's stop, like stop teaching this shit to people, you know. That's that's how I feel about that. That's my and mind and, on that. and and you're and, <laughs> nah,
1: but you know what? You're so right about that, man. Uh, like, because uh, me and my brother was talking about that. You don't know, ra- you you taught racism. Mm-hmm. You're taught it up for years and years and years. You're taught it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, that, and that's on both sides. You know, no, yeah. well, not just both sides because it's more than two races. But, yeah, but, but you <laughs> but know, you t-
0: yeah. I think it starts with history. Like you mm. know, in history, a buddy of mine the other day told me I learned exactly, and he's—I I know he's—I call him a buddy. He's really a married in to my family, mm. but he's very—he's very country dude, and I—I I would go as far as to say this guy's kind of like a redneck, mm. and. I learned that where he learned to be prejudiced at, he mm. learned it in history class. Mm. He was taught in history class prejudice because he was taught about slavery and he was taught mm. about white over black and power and that. And He, he must have went to
1: his line. It was taught. It,
0: it was taught to him and in that moment, he even said he was like, because we had the same history teacher uh-huh. and uh He said he was like I learned it in history and I was like really and he was like yeah whenever we were taught about uh, about slavery and stuff like that and he was like I had no idea until I was taught that at one point in time white was over black in a power sense you know Mm. and he was like that's what taught me and then from then on out, it was entertainment. You, it was friends. It was family. It was that. So it's it's a domesticated problem.
1: You you should really check out uh, the show that we do on Wednesdays because, uh, like like you said, when I was in school, the only thing they taught me about my ancestors were you were a slave, mm-hmm. you were a slave, you were a slave, and Martin Luther King, you were yep, a slave, true. and Martin Luther King. You know, but there were so many great you know powerful people that came from you know my ancestors that I never knew anything about. Yeah. You know, and, and it got and swept on the it, it did, you know. So I, I, I really, I thank uh, Mr. Po, uh, Sam Pope Jr. for having that show because he teaches me a lot, man. And and that just goes with anything. It really is, It's not for somebody to teach you; it's for you to seek. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to go out and seek that knowledge. You can't just sit back and expect everything to be given to you, especially with all the technology we got at our fingertips now. Anyway, yeah. so if you want to learn something, we can't use that excuse anymore about oh, well, they didn't teach me that, or I didn't know. No, you got to go out and research, man. You got to know. If you want to know, hell, you research these bullshit-ass lyrics from these new songs that come out. So if you can do that, go check (laughs) out some of the history that we got, you know what I'm saying, because it's out there. And it's great people from every background, you know what I'm saying? So go check them out, man, because these people did some great things. And if you realize, you know what I'm saying, what type of history, you know, because everybody wasn't fucked up, all right? So if you realize that, and you go back and you see some of these other great people that did something, maybe it'll change your thought pattern and how you think in today's in the, in today's time.
0: Yeah, and you need to think about who wrote those the history books mm-hmm. that we're being that are being taught to everyone. Like who wrote that? That's like you know, who who put these facts together? You say they missed, they missed out. Yeah, they <laughs> missed out <laughs> on a whole lot of really cool stuff. But right. like you said, it's like all you were taught was slavery. Martin Luther King. And that right there, if you teach that to a young person, then they're going to feel like, well, I need to be overcome, mm-hmm. overcome that. Like it's it's like you're being taught that you're less than and then you need to overcome and it's like you but you don't need to overcome because you're you're not that, you know? You're not you're not that at all. And I just feel like that there's a lot of perpetuation of negativity that's taught to us especially through history, um, definitely through, inter- you know, entertainment, government, and all that stuff. Exactly. But what you got to do is you got to be smart enough to realize that all that shit is one big distraction. Exactly. It's not, been none been of it's that.
2: even real. I've been saying that. It's mm-hmm. just
0: one big distraction for a bigger evil. Exactly. You know, we talked about this yesterday. It all come. it doesn't come down to color. doesn't come down to race. doesn't come down to... To so whether you're you're gay or you're straight or you're you're black, you're white, you're man, you're woman, or any of that it doesn't come down to any of that. It only comes down to there is good and there's evil. Exactly, that's it. That bottom line, and then people got to
1: see that. They need to see that. Do they want to see it? As, you know, and, but that's a subject for a whole other yeah. topic. You know what I'm saying? Now, before we get out of here, man, uh, we definitely want to touch bases with. All the things that you got going on. How can people get in touch with you? And what projects do you have coming up? Because I know you was talking about uh virtual shows and everything mm-hmm. of that nature. So let the people know you got a podcast. We need to know about that. Yes. Tell everybody that's listening to us because we want our fans to go out and support you. Hey, if you're listening right now, Big Smo, go out there, like his page, subscribe to his YouTube. So you know, here's the thing, people. It don't cost nothing to subscribe, okay? Just go hit the damn button. And you subscribe, you probably don't even need to look at it no more. But you hitting that button helps out mm-hmm. a lot. So just go ahead and do that. And while you are at it, subscribe to my shit too. <laughs> but let's talk about this real quick, man. Let everybody know how they can get in touch with you and what they can watch and all that good stuff. So
0: go to YouTube you and go. just go to Slow Motion TV, and it's real easy. Smo Motion, you can figure
1: it out. You um, know they can't slow. You got it. S M O.
0: So it's oh. S M O. M O T I O N, slow motion TV on YouTube. Everything else is under the Real Big Smo, um, because you know there's some fake ones out there left yeah. and right.
1: Yeah, I talked to Big Smo the other day, and it was not you at not all. Not him. He's from <laughs> India. Uh, uh, yeah, he's from like. India. Hello, I am Big Smo. I am Big Smo.
0: Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful lady, can you send me a hundred dollar PayPal card?
1: I said, you ain't country. Yeah, you ain't this ain't Smo.
0: Uh, so yeah, the real Big Smo. Check me out on Facebook. Check me out on Instagram. Instagram is where I really get down. If you want to follow me, like on a daily basis, uh. um, my stories on Instagram. It's just easier for me, and it's nice. Uh, if you if you're a real fan and you want to holler at me and get a, like a personal shout out. I don't know if you're hip to Cameo, nah. but but Cameo is an app, and you can search me on there and you can, for like 10 bucks, you can get like the personalized.
1: Oh, yo, yo, yeah. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: cool. I, I do like, man, and it's gotten big. I do like six cameos a day. Like, I'll dude, just. that is that's nice, though. Yeah. Dude. It's just, you know, and it keeps it, it's a low cost, like $10. So if it's your, you know, your homie's birthday and he's a big fan. You can send me a message, say, hey man, give me a birthday shout out for my buddy. It's it's real cool, very simple. So cameos, uh YouTube, uh Facebook, Instagram, go to the website, the realbigsmo.com. You can check out tour dates whenever we I, whenever life gets back to some sort of norm. Um, but until then we're gonna we are gonna start developing a digital tour mm-hmm. um, and y- if you do follow me on any of my socials, you'll see as we roll that out we got a new uh, song that's about to come out uh, for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, it's called Titan Time. Uh, so we got the the theme song for the Titans I, I'm a
1: cowboy fan so you know hey I
0: don't even like football
1: <laughs> well, be, hey. I
0: don't even watch football don't I'm not even I mean I'm only a Titan fan because I live in Tennessee. There I'm a Steelers go. fan. And, you know, I,
1: I saw that. I, that's what I was going to yeah. talk about. It, but hey, you know. But I don't what. even.
0: But I'm only a Steelers fan because my dad bought me a Steelers, a whole Steelers suit when I was like seven. So I was like, "Ooh, Steelers is my team." And my brother, <laughs> he had the Cowboys, so he's always been the oh Cowboys. Goodness,
1: they trying to cause conflict in the yeah, house. Yeah,
0: but we didn't. We, we didn't. We didn't know football at that young age, like as far as like teams and stuff. So we were just like, okay, I'm the Steelers and near the Cowboys cuz we had the the uniforms and we would play in the yard with that shit. So, uh but we got a new song uh, Titan Time, you know, we're hoping that football is going to come back around just for the sake of camaraderie right. amongst, you know, uh amongst the um community, you know, like it's bigger than football. Mm. I don't care for for football um as far as like watching it and stuff but i understand the camaraderie and i understand the community that's built around it and i think that right now uh football is something that could really be helpful for the for each individual state's community right. because it may be going to something that's completely whack as fuck you know but you think that we don't know how to tailgate in our own backyard right like we can really show up and show out if we don't if we're not going to go to the to the stadium and watch it we'll have backyard football parties with fucking screens and the whole thing. So, you know, we're, we're hoping that that something comes about some sort of normality, uh, at least that way that, you know, the song can get some traction. Right, right, right. Um, uh, but look for Titan time, uh, coming out. That's like the next one I'm working on a greatest hits album right now in the studio. Um, so the content will just continue to come, uh, It's out there. Go get the book, you know, (laughs) go get the, read the autobiography.
1: Now, talk about the podcast. Yes. Yeah, please talk about that. So you
0: can get the podcast as well as all of my music on Spotify. The Mm -hmm. podcast is separate from my music on Spotify, so you want to look up the podcast. It's called smo nose podcast
1: smo nose. yeah smo nose. kind of like bono yeah <laughs> smo nose.
0: and you know that was something that they used on the tv show in a commercial it was you know we wrote this commercial it was like smo nose country living smo nose this smo nose. and then my mama come out and she's like smo better get his big butt to the dinner table right yeah. now so it was like smo nose was always like this thing so i was like shit we'll just call it the smo nose podcast and it's we talk about anything because I like to think that I know a little
1: something about everything so we can talk about anything. That's what's up, you man. So y'all heard it here, man. Go check it out. Smo knows, man. Hey, support. I, I'm real big on support. Uh, if, if you haven't noticed, man, I, I love to support. You know, a lot of times you don't get it in return, but, hey, it is what it is. I put it out there. I support. Mm-hmm. I support. I support. And anybody who supports me and listens to me, man, I please, I want you to go out and support Big Smo as well. Uh, because, hey, man, it's the, the world's a big place, all right? It, it's enough of us to support multiple people, okay? Yeah, we all eat. Right, we all eat. So go out and support everybody, man. And if you're not, let me know. I'll slide you something off my plate. <laughs> like I can, I'll share, you know.
0: I'll get, at least give you the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to keep the veggies.
1: Smo, it's been a pleasure, man. We've actually went over about 30 minutes, but it doesn't matter because it's my show and I can do whatever the hell I want to do on like my that. show. But, hey. It was great having you in the studio today, man. I had a Thank good you. time, man. We want you to come back. We got several different shows. that You can come back and play around on the show, on the air with us, man. So, Anytime. I hey, live
0: right around the corner.
1: I, I know. And that <laughs> and that's that's love right there. Because like I said before, man, this guy could have been doing anything. He could have been kicking it. He could have been resting if he wanted to. But he took his time and came on down to the studio and hung out with us for the Saturday morning talk show, man. And we definitely appreciate that. But, smoke. Let's be honest.
0: I'd have been in the hammock smoking a blunt.
1: Well, we don't we you know, we don't want you to mess up your heart rate or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, man, we are finna get out of here this morning, List. man. Thank you for coming to hang out with us, man, Thank and everybody, y'all. man. Hey, y'all have a good rest of the weekend. Go out there and enjoy yourself and be safe. Stay masked up and uh hey, let's make it through this together. Hey,